Sunbelt football getting some TV respect. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, we do have a full episode and not just one topic uh, today. As it turns out, we'll talk about the, the games that were announced on TV uh, on uh, yesterday across the nation. We got a little Raging Cajuns preview in uh, heading to Miami. We found out a little bit about Texas and Raging Cajuns Jordan Brown withdrawing from the NBA. Does he return to the Raging Cajuns? Uh, but first... Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. How about the the respect that all of a sudden the Sun Belt Conference is getting football-wise? I'm not sure why we, well, I guess I do know why, we don't announce all the games because unlike pro football, college football is going to determine when you play, like they flex these games every week. We, I complain about the NFL games, but you know, you don't know when, you know, not, not so much the Cajuns or coastal Carolina, but LSU doesn't know when they're playing 11 to 30, six o'clock, eight o'clock. Don't know when. So the football it's two weeks in advance uh, gives you notice. So they can flex anytime. So they don't announce all the games all at once. Uh, because they want the better ball games. If a quarterback gets hurt, we're not going to want them team because that team because they're not going to be quite as good. So you just never know. So there's more flexibility uh, in college, and they're not flexing days like the NFL wants to do Thursday. They're flexing times uh, on that Saturday. All right, so let's uh, take a look at some of these games early on. And again, I've been mentioning this for a while. Uh, Ken Tulane. Can you open up the season with a trap game? And it's not to belittle South Alabama because I think South Alabama can have one of those raging Cajun seasons. All right. They have two ball games on the road against what is going to be top 25 ish teams. If not, you know, one, a power five team and you win those games and all of a sudden you're ranked and the way the rankings work, you're going to find yourself in the top 15 if you don't lose in the Sun Belt. All right. That, that's a little, I don't want to say a pipe dream. I think it's realistic. Uh, but you do have two tough games. So they start off with uh, South Alabama starts off with at Tulane. That's going to be on ESPNU. That's not on ESPN plus. Uh, it's not on ESPN three, although there's not an ESPN three anymore. It is on the U. So that's nationally televised ball game. It is not being streamed later that night. Coastal Carolina taking on UCLA on ESPN last year's uh, South Alabama ball game was like on the Pac-12 network. Like we had difficulties watching it uh, last year. I think we had to sign up for a cable streaming service for like a day. Uh, and we did that. But now Coastal Carolina is taking on UCLA. I'd be careful I was UCLA, but I don't think Chip Kelly is going to have any issue, you know, warning his players, hey, see what happened last year against South Alabama? Be ready because Coastal Carolina is pretty good as well. Now, oddly enough, the next week, or in two weeks, I should say, the, the South Alabama is playing Oklahoma State. That is on ESPNU. That's very odd. I don't get that at all. That is very interesting. All right. Now you got a tough ball game on September 9th. 
That's it. It's on ESPN Plus. Oklahoma State and South Alabama are on ESPN Plus. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. The Tulane game is on ESPNU, but the Oklahoma State game is on ESPN Plus. Wasn't the whole point of playing a Power 5 team? You get a check and you're on TV. That's the whole point. Anyway, it is what it is. But James Madison's taking on Virginia. That's a huge ballgame. James Madison at Virginia. I mean, you know Virginia is going to be nervous about that ball game. They're going to talk all cocky about it. But you know James Madison is going to be, you know, hyped about it. Then you got Troy at Kansas State on FS1. These are some major ball games uh, that are taking place uh, nationally. And I think it's fantastic because, you know, you're going to soon getting into this playoff spot and 12 teams are going to be there. And if somebody can have a special season where maybe they beat that power five team that isn't a top 10 team in the country, you're going to have a chance to make that playoff, right? It's not going to be a Cincinnati thing. Well, they're, you know, they're, they should be one of the top four teams. No, this is going to be the top 12 teams. We've got a couple years to go before that, but it's going to be a possibility. All right. Uh, you know, you got, you know, in week three, September 16th, we, we said about South Alabama and Oklahoma State. Maybe that's picked up later on. If South Alabama wins it, if South Alabama beats Tulane and they're a top 25-ish team, that very well could get picked up by ESPN. That is a 6 p.m. game, all right? Uh, but right now, you got Wake Forest at Old Dominion. ODU hosting Wake. How awesome is that? They're on either ESPN2 or the Deuce. I mean, it's outstanding. Uh, A&M is taking on ULM. Uh, again, I'm presuming you, uh, A&M will be ready for a Sunbelt team based on what happened uh, last year. But, you know, they are getting some great. I think I just saw the Cajuns UAB are playing on ESPN+. Plus. You just have, you know, this expanding audience that is going to see uh, the Sun Belt. We always get those midweek ball games. Uh, some teams like them. Those Tuesday games are kind of brutal. Let's be honest. The Tuesday games are all for TV. It's really tough to get to a Tuesday ball game. All right. We've just had the weekend. We've settled into the week. Everyone's got school, right? We all got jobs. And so it's really hard to go to a, a Tuesday ball game. Some of those crowds are not the best. Thursday's a little bit different because Thursday kind of feels like the weekend, although there's still school and there's still jobs. But that sort of feels like uh, the weekend. You do have Georgia State at Coastal Carolina. These are conference games uh, on September 21st. That's on ESPN. Coastal at App State, always a good matchup. ESPN, too. A Southern Miss at South Alabama, big ball game. That's on ESPN, too. That's a Tuesday night. James Madison at Marshall on a Thursday night, ESPN or ESPN, too. Georgia State at Georgia Southern, ESPN, too. South Alabama at Troy, which could be for the division title, ESPN, too. And Southern Miss taking on the Cajuns uh, here in Lafayette, ESPNU. That's awesome. All right. I mean, those are – that is not ESPN+. Plus. Those are nationally televised ball games, and sometimes – those are the only games uh, in town. They go up against the NFL, but it is what it is. Now, the other thing, uh, as we wrap up this first segment, as we wrap up this uh, first segment on a lockdown Sunbelt, your team uh, every day. Also, uh, the Sunbelt Championship game, is going to be 3 p.m. either on, uh, could be on ABC. Uh, the Sunbelt tweeted out, for the first time ever, the Hercules Tire Sunbelt football championship game is in contention 
for the 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central time slot on ABC, Saturday, December 2nd. The four prior championships have been broadcasted on ESPN. So we'll see what happens there. It could be. And again, if you have, you know, what happens if you have this undefeated um, Coastal Carolina team and maybe an undefeated South Alabama team? I don't think South plays Coastal. Um, I guess you could check that out. But what happens if you have two top 25 teams? That's going to be fantastic. You very well could have that uh, in a, a Sun Belt championship game. So the Sun Belt football is getting uh, all kinds of publicity, and we're looking forward to it. We are not that far away, right? We're less than 100 days away until the kickoff of a college football, and we're about six weeks away to the unofficial kickoff of college football. SEC media days are first, and then the Sun Belt media days follow them, and then basically it's football camp. You know, that, that's the end of July. So we are just not that far away and looking forward uh, to getting going as I am now back in Lafayette. We'll be obviously covering uh, the Cajuns more than others. All right, let's take a timeout. Uh, we'll come back and talk about the Raging Cajuns and others playing in the regional, but we'll focus mostly on the Raging Cajuns. They're heading down to Miami. There may have been a little bit of good news as they're taking on the Texas Longhorns uh, coming up here on Friday. But first, let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. All right, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all of your playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. On a separate topic concerning the same thing, on my radio show on 103.3 The Goat here in Lafayette, we just started talking about Derek Carr. The Saints only not only have one of the easier schedules all season, but we found out that <laughs> 13 of the Saints' 17 games are inside. You know, eight in the division, all or nine in the division, right? All the home games, and then the one at Atlanta, and then they're playing the Vikings, the Rams, the Colts, the Texans. I mean, they're all inside. Like the Packers, Titans, and New England are all outside, and the Panthers are outside. That's it. And all of those are before Halloween. So uh, Derek Carr on FanDuel plus 3,500 for the MVP. Sneaky long shot bet for NFL MVP. All right, back to the task uh, at hand. Raging Cajuns going to take on uh, the Texas Longhorns in the NCAA Regionals Friday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Central time. And Texas has uh, some issues. They have an outstanding lineup. They have five guys that have double digits in home runs. Then you have Dylan Campbell, who's got 12 home runs, good for tie for second on the team, and 25 stolen bases. Leading the way with home runs is Eric Kennedy, 16. All these guys are hitting over 300 as well. So you have uh, Peyton Powell, the best hitter on the club, Dylan Campbell, you have Porter Brown, Garrett Giamet and Eric Kennedy, all with more than 10 home runs. You have some outstanding starting pitching 
Lucas Gordon, 6-1 with a 2.25 ERA. LeBaron Johnson Jr., 7-3 with a 2.82 ERA. Outstanding starting pitcher. Then it gets a little shaky with the bullpen. And we had Chip Brown on from Horns 24-7 saying they have a great lineup and they have outstanding starting pitching. Get past the starting pitching or that lineup goes cold, then they could have issues. Well, if anyone's lineup goes cold, it could be issues for them. But they do not have the back of the bullpen. And the bullpen is what ended up being really the strength for the Raging Cajuns in that Sunbelt Conference tournament. All right. DJ Burke all of a sudden is going to the transfer portal. He was 1-0 in 15 appearances, a couple of starts, with a 2.22 ERA. Heston Toll, in 19 appearances, no record. They have one save, 1.90 ERA. David Shaw, 26 appearances, one save. He had a 3.09 ERA. According to Chip Brown, Heston and Shaw were two of the better guys out of the bullpen. A nice lefty-righty, one-two punch. They're hurt. They're not going to be available. And apparently, the Longhorns bullpen was kind of in question to begin with. And now they're not down one guy. They're not down two guys. They could be down three guys. Uh, And so we'll see if that ends up being an advantage for uh, the Cajuns. Remember, double elimination. And at the same time, the Cajuns don't have to worry about playing. You don't have to play six games in this tournament, right? You You may have to play five. So if you win the first game and lose to Miami, right, say you got to beat Texas again, that's three games, and then you'd have to beat Miami twice, that'd be five. We'll just use that for an example. But if you beat Texas, and then we'll just say, for argument's sake, beat Miami, then at the most you'd only have to beat Miami two more times, so that'd be four. Uh, and so we'll see if the Cajuns can get some – Uh, can get into the Longhorns' bullpen because, again, the starting pitching is going to have to be good for the Cajuns because they got a powerful lineup and a good hitting lineup. But if if somehow they can get into that pitch count against Gordon and Johnson, they could be in pretty good shape if they can keep it close and come come back because they came back a lot in that Sunbelt Conference tournament, right? They were down. They were down to Texas State. They came back. They were down to Coastal. They came back. The second game against Coastal, they were up. And Coastal tied it up. And then they took the lead uh, again. But they came back a lot. So uh, they can do that uh, if given the opportunity, if not getting uh, blown out. And when I say come back, I mean not more than three runs heading into the seventh inning. A little bit more than that, then it's going to take something special. Then it's a little bit out of the ordinary. I always thought, I know everybody always thinks that, you know, you want it to be more than four, you know, four runs or more. So a grand slam doesn't hurt you. The grand slams are so unusual. I'm always a big thing. The biggest thing to me is three to four, actually, not four to five. Because it doesn't take much to get two on, right? Hit, walk, error, hit batsman. LSU would complain about catcher's interference. But it doesn't take too much to get two on. It takes a little bit more to get three on and get them around. So I'm a big believer. If you're within three... You got a shot to come back. All right. And of course, yeah, Coastal Carolina hosting their regional. Southern Miss is going to Auburn. And Troy probably can't commute. We kind of joked about that earlier in the week. 
They're going to Tuscaloosa, uh, and they will be in the Alabama Regional. And again, Coastal Carolina is a great story. Their coach has decided to call it a career after next season, right? Um, you have Southern Miss. Uh, Scott Barry already deciding he's going to call it quits after this season. Uh, and you have Alabama, actually, who is hosting, and it's a crazy story because maybe, allegedly, their coach was betting against them. And now, not only did they make the tournament, but they're hosting a regional. So, and again, I happen to think that, I mean, Coastal's going to be favored to win theirs, right? They're hosting. Southern Miss can go into Auburn and, you know, handle that. All right, that's competitive. And we'll see what Troy can do going up against Alabama. Cajuns may have a little bit of a difficult time. Miami is really good. All right, Miami is a very, very good baseball team. Big time lineup. And they don't have bullpen issues. They have an outstanding bullpen. All right, uh, let's take a timeout when we come back. News floated. It came out last night. Uh, and we'll see uh, what happens moving forward. But uh, the Raging Cajuns basketball team may have gotten some help for uh, the upcoming season. We'll talk about that next. All right, again, thanks so much for uh, tuning in uh, to Locked On Sunbelt. We're continuing to grow. Uh, we still have, you know, maybe, you know, three weeks uh, of baseball, depending on what happens this weekend and next weekend. And we'll continue to follow that. It's a little bit of downtime, a lot of camps going on in football, right? And so they're kind of doing some home recruiting, if you will. The recruits are coming to them instead of them going to the recruits. So uh, we'll keep up with that. Uh, and then uh, we're actually going to be doing the show from Mama Schultz's deck. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll do that at the end of June. Uh, and then, you know, again, the month turns to July and there's like one week and then it's SEC media days and Sunbelt media days. And we're looking forward to all of that. So please, as they say, keep it locked in here. Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. We're looking forward to what should be a fantastic college football season. All right, back at it. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. You're listening and watching uh, Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. News came down uh, last night. I didn't see it until this morning. John Sepkovich, let's see who that is, director of scouting for DraftExpress.com, a private scouting and analytics service utilized by NBA, NCAA, and international teams. He reports, Louisiana, and he tweeted this out, Louisiana's Jordan Brown has withdrawn from the 2023 draft, I am told. Averaged 19.3 points a game, 8.6 rebounds a game, 1.8 assists a game, 1.2 blocks, and route to being named the Lou Henson Player of the Year. That's the mid-major player of the year. First team all Sunbelt and Sunbelt tourney MVP. Former McDonald's All-American with one year of eligibility remaining. Okay. So he's not in the NBA draft. And and. Jordan Brown's a little bit old school. Okay, he can shoot a 15-footer. He can step out and shoot. I don't know if he's shooting threes. Uh, but he he can't go to the NBA and come off the bench and give you 10 and 5 or 8 and 6 or something like that. I, I think he can. Now, where he's going to have issues is playing defense against some of these stretch fours, chasing these guys all over the court. That may be, um, that may be an issue. He may not be the most athletic uh, big guy out there uh, trying to cover somebody on the wing. But, boy, get him down low, and he's tough to cover uh, as well. And he's a rebounding machine, okay? I thoroughly believe that. He really is. He didn't average a double-double. He very well could have. He had some help rebounding. I think he could be an NBA prospect. Come off the bench. If someone gets hurt, he can play. 
I think he can be. I don't know if he's going to be an NBA All-Star, um, but he could absolutely add depth to it. Now, what does he do coming back? He has graduated, so he can grad, he can transfer and not have to sit out a year. He can grad transfer. Does he do that, or does he come back to the Raging Cages? So I'll give you another example of somebody that I pay attention to up in Syracuse. Judah Mintz came back, and he probably is going to get an NIL deal. He could find himself with a six-figure NIL deal to come back to Syracuse. Compared to playing in the G League, less than the best possible facilities, right? Kind of minor league facilities, not bad facilities, but minor league facilities compared to what you got at Syracuse is outstanding. And what the Cajuns have is outstanding as well. That There's nothing minor league about what the Cajuns have facilities-wise, all right? They may not have as much as the Power 5 teams, but what they got is pretty good. And so, you know, is Jordan Brown better suited to be with the Raging Cajuns than the G League, right? Or does he say, I can go to Europe and I can go play over there and start making money? He could do that, all right? He, he very well could do that. So he's graduated. You know, does he want to start on a master's? Does he want to start on a postgraduate degree? Uh, that is up to him, obviously, if he does, that's paid for. Uh, but this is news that the Raging Cajuns could have their center power forward back, and that would be tremendous for the defending Sunbelt uh, champions. And, that, you know, so that would be some good news uh, for Bob Marlin. We'll keep an eye out on that. Again, the news is Jordan Brown has withdrawn from the NBA draft. Uh, the deadline was a Wednesday night. We don't know if the word is if he's coming back to play for other Raging Cajuns. Stay tuned for that. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt. we got some new graphics. Uh, and let's see if we can play the <laughs> end of the video uh, that we have to do. But I do appreciate uh, you tuning in. We will be back with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt uh, for Friday. And then we'll keep up with all of the regional baseball action uh, this weekend and report to you back on Monday what happens. Again, thanks so much for watching Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.